Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. It's Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get your Jesus yeah. in um, I'm already had beef with, uh, with, with Blog Talk Radio today as we start our show as uh, it failed to convert my draft intro. Um, mildly disappointed, uh, but, uh, but that's okay. That's, that's A-OK. We're here, we're live, and we got everything that we need to uh, supply you with. Um, our epic draft show of proportions. Uh, what kind of proportions? Well, uh, epic, as I just let it off there. I'm joined by Elijah. Elijah, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Conversion failed. What the hell does that mean? It's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my the life. The conversion man. to Jesus Christ has failed. I guess, man. I guess. I gotta, gotta try try princesses in another castle, apparently. Um, so, uh, not a uh, not a mild week in sports so far. Obviously, uh, I mean we'll kind of hit the ground running this show, this show. But obviously today uh, we found out that uh, Gronkowski is no longer retired, uh, pending a physical. Uh, sounds like he'll be joining his good friend Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. On first look, what do you think of this? I think it's crazy, but I mean I think they're. Tampa Bay is probably trying to go all in the next couple of years. And, I mean, they're trying to load up Tom Brady with as many weapons as possible. And, I mean, Gronk at like 80, 85% is still probably one of the best tight ends in the league. And then they have O.J. Howard. So, I mean, they have a good, like, they'll have a really good tight end tandem. Like, I, I, think, it's, I think it's worth a shot. And they're only giving up a fourth-round pick. So. Oh, yeah. No. Too smart. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Um, the the craziness, obviously, is you know everyone's like, oh, when you hear Gronk retire, Gronk's only thirty years old. Yeah, dude, he's in his prime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like that's that's, that's who retires at thirty. Nobody, nobody in the NFL that not not in his position. I mean, granted, granted, he's probably had his bell rung a few times. He took he took a beat. I don't think like the probably the last like two or three seasons. I don't think he was ever a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree a hundred. I would agree a hundred percent that he was not at a hundred percent. Yeah, pretty pretty wild. Um, shout out to Tom Brady also getting uh, you know working out in parks in Tampa Bay and uh, subsequently getting removed from the parks. Uh, come on, Tom. Not above the law. Tom, uh, Tom, Tom is on the Trump train. He doesn't believe in, isn't he? Thinks it's a hoax, dog. Hey, he's got his medicine, man. He's got his books. 
his uh, his supplements. He's he's got it all. Um, but uh, but politics aside, we'll 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 try and steer mildly steer mildly clear from that. Um, the draft's coming up. Um, not like uh, it's kind of going to be like a draft of the olden days when I mean, you know, they used to do it in the the ballroom at a you know at a four season somewhere. I uh, probably not even a four. It was probably a Ramada actually. Uh, now that I think about it, back in those days. Um, and now we're going to be doing it. Uh, they're going to be doing it secluded studio, and they're going to be uh, you know phoning their picks in. Um, and you know we, it should be an interesting format. I'm curious to see how we're going to how we as, uh, you know, the consumers are going to be able to wa- watch along uh, as it evolves, you know, the trades coming in, the um, the highlights packages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this will be a little different. So I'm kind of, I really am kind of curious how this one um, visually will stack up um, to drafts of the past. Uh, any concerns uh, in regards to, um, how it's going to be ran? Do you, do you think there'll be some some technical snafus? Do you think we might see some teams, uh, uh, a la the Vikings, maybe not get up to pick in time or or anything like that? Mm. I mean, it, it could happen, but I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. But I, th- I think it'll be fine. I think they've had enough time to prepare for this. But I mean, anything can happen when you're messing with technology. So. We shall see. Um, guys will not be hugging Roger Goodell. Obviously, he's going to be off-site, you know, and uh, and that's why. I don't know if you noticed in the tags, I put Roger Goodell stank breath. Uh, so <laughs> I, had, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the guys got it or not. I just I just figured I'd throw it out there uh, for the chuckle. Um, did you celebrate the holiday yesterday? Holiday. Oh yeah. What holiday? Oh, Laramie <laughs> Council Day. No, I did not uh, celebrate. Not, I just you know, Laramie Council Day. Hey, hey, it could it could have been a thing, man. Um, <laughs> I just you know I had to, I had to throw it out there. Maybe you know you, you could see me out there. Catch me outside. How about that? All right, we were we were just, we were just hit it with a little. I mean, I, I do have the <laughs> I do have the the means to celebrate 420 and just the natron So natron bomb. Uh, let's, let's uh let's go ahead and get right into this. We're gonna be on the clock right now. Um, number one pick overall obviously goes to Cincinnati Bengals, and I feel like uh, you know after you and I kind of. Um, discuss this a couple nights, and and I feel like obviously this is an obvious pick. Uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, throw that first uh, first one out there for uh, for everyone who's listening? Yeah, um, Joe Burrow, obviously. Um, that's who I got. What do you got, Jordan? Uh, same thing. You know, it, it was kind of unanimous for us when we were talking it. I mean, you know, Cincinnati is is obviously in rebuild mode. Um, the, the Red Rocket era of, of Dalton um, obviously coming to an end. And I can't imagine um, it's, it's never easy for quarterbacks. You know, they've definitely always been a, a prima donna kind of thing. You always think about when Aaron Rodgers was drafted, 
um, to the uh, to the Packers and kind of the the funk that uh, Brett Favre kind of put on with that. Um, you know, so this this definitely cannot be an easy situation for him. Um, Joe Burrows, obviously Heisman quarterback, national championship winning uh, quarterback, um, certainly talented as all get up, can get the ball wherever the hell he wants. Um, definitely the best quarterback in this draft. Uh, would you agree with that assessment right away? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, he's only he was only good for one year." But I mean, like if you just if you watch the tape on this guy, it's like some of the some of the best tape I think a lot of people have ever seen. It's like crazy. I mean, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he has like very good like elite level anticipation. And he can really throw guys open. And he's just, he's super good in the pocket. Like, he's mobile. He can, like, take off and run a little bit. But he's, like, so good in the pocket. And he's so good at making throws, like, under duress. Or under duress. It's just, yeah, he's, he's he, he could be a one-year wonder. But I think with tape as good as his, it's kind of hard to dispute that he's going to be pretty good. I mean, let's, let's be honest though. It's not just tape. I mean, this guy, this guy went out there, played the sec schedule, went to the playoffs, handled business, and then took it down uh, when, when you needed it uh, crunch time in, um, in the national championship game plays well under pressure. And just like you said, composed in that pocket can move when he needs to Um, easy pick, easy pick. Uh, number two, the Washington football team. Uh, Dan Snyder, obviously, we know uh, uh, almost anything goes when when it comes to sometimes uh, you know his picks. He likes the splashy ones sometimes. Obviously, uh, you know, going out to to make the Robert Griffith uh, move, um, etc. A few years back, um, what do you what do you got going for number two here? Uh, I think the obvious pick is Chase Young. Defensive end from Ohio State. Yeah, you and I agreed on this one too. The the unanimousness uh, will will quickly come to an end for us um, shortly here. But um, but yeah, Chase Young. Uh, you know, you want to talk about the the can't miss pick. Um, if you end up with Chase Young on your team, chances are you're going to have a a, um, a defensive end that is going to handle some business um, and be ready day one. Um, to try and put some quarterbacks on their back. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, he's he was nominated. You know, he, he finished runner-up to, uh, to Joe Burrows. Uh, Ohio State, obviously, their, their defense, very talented this year. Um, but definitely he was the, uh, the staple, um, the linchpin to that defense. Yeah, I mean, he – a lot of people, he's the, their best player in the draft, like the number one player overall in the draft. And – you know, with Ron Rivera being in Washington now and them getting Kyle Allen in the offseason and having um, Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum like as their quarterbacks, I don't think they are really in position to be taking a quarterback at this at this one at this pick. So Chase Young to me is the obvious obvious choice. I mean, he's like right, he's ready to play right away. He's got a good motor. He's super athletic. He just 
he's a real deal and he can he can do it all as a defensive end and he's he's probably going to be an impact player immediately yeah he um he definitely has um easy easy pro bowl talent um as far as it goes um very well possibly an all all pro i you know it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see um how he um navigates that that particular division um because you know you're you're going to have some some unique matchups when it comes to you know when you play the Cowboys twice a year the Giants twice a year um you know it it makes for it makes for some for some interesting opportunities because these are all teams that that definitely like to fling the ball um you know Philadelphia um you know so i mean it's one of those things where he'll he'll definitely get some good uh, opportunities to to make some big plays um going down the stretch for uh for the Redskins sweet so we'll move on to pick 3 um Jordan who do you have on pick 3 uh pick Detroit 3 Lions. The, Detroit, the, the, the Detroit Lions i um i kind of veered on this one a lot of people uh don't think they'll do it i think um, in the vein of um, Cincinnati, I think they might jump uh, jump early and take a quarterback. And I think I think Tua Tagalovia is going to be the uh, going to be the guy here. It's going to be um, quarterback out of Alabama. Um, you know, his uh, he's got great great presence in game. Can be mobile, can read well, and can definitely throw uh, throw the ball wherever he wants it. Um, Injuries are going to be the, the question mark for them, and, and this I think for me I think this is a, a high risk, high reward pick, um, and I think that uh, Detroit's not exactly a uh, a a hunker down conservative program where they're going to say I will take the sure thing. I think they might try to make a splash and try to try to really try to um, change that culture and see if they can get out of that drought that they've been in for um, an absurd amount of years at this point. Um, what about you? I have them taking a uh, Jeff Akuda cornerback out of Ohio State. Back to back Buckeyes. Yeah, I just so here's my here's my thing. I think they're gonna get they're gonna get Akuda either way via them trading down. Because if they there's been rumors of them like trading down and still picking him at like five or something. So I feel like. They're going to get him either way, and I just they let go of Darius Slay. I mean, they still have Matt Stafford, who's still pretty good quarterback. And I just I feel like I don't think they're they're I think they're kind of I think they're loyal and they're married to Matt Stafford. So I don't know if they're quite ready to give up on give up on him yet or get another QB in there to groom. So I think Akuda is the pick for them. I respect it. I respect it, and I think it, I think you're I think it very well could happen. I think I'm trying to shake things up a little bit, make things interesting, but I think I do think it's a possibility where we see them get a quarterback in this draft. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, New York Giants. Uh, you know, obviously we were just talking about the division rival, the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think you and I were unanimous on this one as well. Uh, who do we got here? We got uh, Isaiah Simmons, lineback- linebacker, safety, out of Clemson. Simmons, awesome. Uh, watching him play um, these last few years, as far as it goes between, um, you know, the big plays, um, the big games, you know, in the in the playoffs, 
Um, he's a big reason why they've um, able to compete with teams like Alabama and LSU um, and definitely, definitely shores up that secondary um, for that entire, that entire team. Uh, definitely a, a great pick for the Giants who are um, a little depleted defensively. Um, and, um, and I think you and I were discussing it uh, offensively. They, you know, they seem to be making the right pick. So I think it's now it's time to, time to make sure they can stop people on the other side of the ball and, uh, and see if they can uh, start competing again with that division. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have them taking one of the, like one of the top tackles over Which Isaiah. Would be and, terrible. Which would be terrible. Like, no, it wouldn't be. My thing with that though, is that like Gettleman's going to need like a home run pick. He's in New York and like I, I think New York fans would go nuts if they passed up on a guy like Isaiah Simmons, who has like potential, like Hall of Fame potential player, and a guy who could probably come in and transform a defense like right away. So I think you just, I think you got to go for the home run here, and you can't play it safe, and you got to, even though tackle might be a bigger need of yours, you, in this case, you might have to just pick the best player available and run with it. Yeah. There, there's, there's something to be said about taking the best player available sometimes. Um, and uh, I don't know if we're going to get into it tonight, but obviously, you know, a name like Sam Bowie always kind of comes to mind when you think about taking need versus best player available. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And God knows I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the, the tackles Sam Bowie equivalent, but you know, you know how it goes. Um, yeah. yeah, you and I agreed on that one. We, we think they should go with the splashy pick. And again, it's, it's New York. You gotta, you gotta get something for that fan base. I mean, what can't, um, what can't this guy do? Like, what can't this guy do at his position? He can cover, he can cover, um, like a safety. He, he can blitz. He's like really good sideline to sideline. Yeah. Um, he actually covers, he can cover receivers in the slot. I mean, he can stick. He can stick down the seam with tight ends. I mean, it just this guy doesn't. This guy doesn't have many weaknesses, and he's like a good tackler too. So it's just, I don't know, man. This guy can do so much. I just, if I he, were the Giants, he did Giant, put down the, the fastest four times. You know, he's an athlete. I mean, yeah, in the combine, three, like unheard of for a linebacker. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know how the Giants pass on this guy. I, I think it'd be a mistake. I mean, I think you and I both agree there as far as it goes. And, 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 you know, I, I think you got to take, like you said, that, that best player available here and, and really push that envelope, especially when you feel like you got your quarterback, you got, you obviously you got Saquon Barkley. Um, so, you know, you got, you got weapons, you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, and, and, and even then, I mean, they, they were still able to produce last year. Um, given some of the, the headaches that they've had to deal with too injury wise. So um, yeah, should be an awesome pick for, um, for the giants uh, as far as I'm concerned. And just one more thing like about this pick, could you like, I mean, granted Porzingis turned out to be a good player, but like New York people, New York fan fan base tends to freak out when, they don't pick like the guy that they think you should pick or they want you to pick or the flashy pick. 
Oh yeah, Sorry. no, yeah. New like, York is the wrong, the wrong town to play it safe in when you want. You know, they're they're they were they want they want something that they know is going to hit. They know, they want you know you're not gonna nobody's gonna turn on the TV and see offensive tackle highlights. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you know, nobody's going to draft an offensive tackle in their fantasy football league. Nobody's going to buy an offensive tackle football jersey. Ryan Cook might. <laughs> oh man. Woo. <laughs> What's up, Coco? Yeah, it's Ryan Cook might actually on that one. Actually, I'll just say that he, he would he would definitely consider the uh, the offensive tackle uh, offensive tackle jersey if the uh, if it was right. Um, <laughs> I think next up, uh, you know, we have uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you want to talk about a team that needs uh, probably everything? Um, I think this is the this is the team. Um, I think you and I are unanimous on this one as well. I think you and I both took um, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Yep. Uh, and, and again, serviceable quarterback as far as uh, abilities goes and athleticism goes. He runs a 4-6-40, so he's still a mobile quarterback, something that can really get out of the pocket if you need to. Um, he can still throw. Obviously, you know, Oregon and, the, and that Pac-12 as a whole, definitely not a uh, – not a slow grind, um, not a slow grind style um, of of play. So you know he's going to be able to air it out in, in a modern football um, program as it is right now. And um, and I don't see um, I don't see them shying away from quarterbacks. So I think between this and probably the next pick on our board, um, I, I think we'll we'll probably be pretty darn right on this one. Yeah, um, I think. I think Miami is going to take Herbert just because he's for one two is in like coming off a big injury, obviously. And it's just, he like, he might not be as good at like reading defenses and kind of like the mental aspects of the game as Tua is right now, but he just, he's got more of the, like he's, he's, I think he's a more talented, like individual when it comes to throwing the football, running, being mobile, and just looking the part as like a franchise quarterback. And yeah, he he might have issues. Like he seems to lock onto his primary receiver a lot. Sometimes his throws are a little off, and he uh, he doesn't go through his progressions the best and he looks kind of mechanical or robotic sometimes, but I think teams are willing to try and get that out of him because he is a very talented guy. So, yeah, absolutely. It's just one of those things where I think his, um, his positives outweigh his benefits. He, you know, he does everything. Um, he does everything well, but he doesn't do anything particularly great. And, and, and it's a matter of just kind of getting them, um, getting them in that, that pro level. Because again, when you look at a team like Oregon, it's not something that's, that's traditional that you see in the NFL. So, you know, it's not like a, you know, you're not going to see that the classic pro style that you're spread that you're seeing so much more often. Um, and, um, and yeah, he, you know, but he can, he can definitely use his athleticism when he needs to. 
um, and doesn't make the mistakes. Um, sometimes we'll have those weird what if, what the heck were you doing kind of things, like I said, with the, uh, the, the locking in on the primaries rather than uh, going through his progressions. Um, but um, otherwise, uh, g- good pick. And, and I mean, he arguably has he arguably has like the best arm in the draft besides Jordan Love. I think him and Jordan Love and maybe uh, what's his face um, Eason, I believe, transferred mm-hmm. from like those three are like everyone's talking about like how well, how well they throw the ball or, or their arm strength and Herbert's up there with them so he definitely has has arm talent that a guy like Tua doesn't have but yeah and 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 you're you're right you're right there as far as the arm strength goes for sure um you you mentioned another name and uh and obviously it's a, it's another one of our unanimous picks here um the Los Angeles Chargers uh obviously the coolest logo in the game right now right I heard they changed it but I didn't see what it was Oh my God! Like you're you're really missing out. Um, it's it's pretty terrible to be perfectly honest. If if you didn't know any better, you would say it was a, it was a Rams logo. Um, yeah, no, I've seen that one, but I heard they like changed it up again. Oh, did they? I see it. That well, hopefully they'll actually debut something here at the. Uh... Oh no, because I've seen the draft hats. No, I I don't remember seeing them do anything different. I thought I saw an article saying that they changed the logo maybe it was like maybe i didn't check the like date on it but maybe it was yeah, like an old i don't think they um uh i don't all right so Los Angeles, Angeles chargers unveil new uniforms so it was the uniforms that they unveiled not the logo okay yeah i was gonna say yeah that was the uh because they did the logo and it was not uh, not a happy moment. But um, no, that logo was terrible. But like I said, I thought we were. I thought they got a different logo. So my bad. Oh, they, they, it's okay. They they need it. Believe me. Um, <laughs> but we we mentioned this guy obviously in comparison to Herbert here. Uh, you and I both believe the Chargers were going to go with Jordan Love, quarterback at a Utah State. Um, what's your take on uh, on Jordan Love? I think he's got a ton of untapped potential. I think he's kind of in a bad situation at Utah state, similar to like a Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt type of situation. It's where SEC he, though, man. Huh? No, I'm just I said that's saying SEC like, though. yeah, but I'm saying like being on a bad, being a really talented player on a bad team and not putting up like extraordinary numbers, but still being like drafted in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm at. There we go. Okay, I'm sorry. I was, I was still I was, I was confused for a second there. Uh, go yeah. ahead. So, I feel like he's kind of in a Jay Cutler type of situation from college, where he was a good player, just kind of not playing with a lot of talented guys around him and didn't put up the best numbers. But if you can get him in the right situation, in the right system, on the right team, he might end up being the best quarterback in this draft. So. And I feel like the Chargers don't really have nothing to lose right now. I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor. They have a pretty good defense. They have some weapons. So I think they could do all right with Tyrod Taylor or win with Tyrod Taylor. So I think they can let him sit for a year or two and roll him out 
and that'll be their new franchise quarterback. Yeah, a lot of people are um, saying as far as physically goes, he's, he's you know there's been a couple com- uh, comparisons to uh, to Kaepernick, and um, Kaepernick. Know, I've also heard like um, uh, a Patrick Mahomes light, like his arm strength. They say is like like Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, it's that, it's that accuracy and and maybe his timing a little bit that seems to be a little um a little questionable as far as what, what most scouts thought. Um, yep. But he says um, he has they say he has generally good overall accuracy, but he does have those moments where you're just like hmm. And, and, well, and he, obviously at the pro level, you, you can't get the you can't get those 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 edgy throws in sometimes. You know you, you no. And he's one of those guys where his he has superior arm strength so a lot of times he'll like try and throw off his back foot or like throw when his feet aren't set because he thinks he can make the throw and it ends up not being a good throw so yeah yeah if he can clean that up he'll definitely be a good thing Miami obviously again one of the teams that probably has um the worst makeup overall um in the uh in the league right now, would you agree as far as just overall needs and necessities? Yeah. I mean, I think their defense could be solid, but they definitely have one of the worst offensive lines in the league and they don't have a ton, a ton for, for them going on that side of the ball. So, I mean, that's why they probably were in the top five. So, yeah. Yeah, they don't have the greatest uh, roster in the world. Well, good news for them is they got three picks this round, so either they're going to make some trades to move one up, or they're going to they're going to get some quality players, um, hopefully out of this first round draft for them. Um, let's see. Uh, obviously, that was five and six for us here. Um, number seven, uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, you and I uh, kind of differed a little bit here. Um, let's uh, let's hear your thought process. I just I feel like they need to address their offensive line. I mean, there's they signed McCaffrey to a big deal, highest paid running back ever. They just signed Teddy Bridgewater, so I think they I think they really need to address their line. I think they would probably take a tackle, and I think they are going to take. Uh, sorry. I have to pull up my thing to tackle out of Georgia. I think that's uh, what is that? Andrew Thomas. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say that's that's who I think they're going to take Andrew Thomas to shore up that offensive line. Yeah, it would not be a bad idea. Obviously, uh, you know, I look back at. I mean, that's been one of their struggles for years. I look back at um, the Super Bowl that they were in and Cam Newton's just getting destroyed the entire game. Um, because you know, of some, the, some, some guy that the Vikings signed. <laughs> right? The, but the, you know, and then, uh, you know, just getting destroyed the entire game. Um you know, and then it happens the subsequent next season. And then, you know, he's just getting destroyed, destroyed. He had no offensive weapons. He had, um, I mean, he was truly a largely uh, outside of what, um, K- 
him and what Greg Olson for a period there. Like there wasn't much going on. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, they need to shore up that offensive line. I still think, um, they also need to take some pressure off of that big paycheck that they just signed to, um, to McCaffrey. And I think they want to go with a, um, they, I think they want to go with like an outside weapon. And I think they want to go Henry Ruggs, the third from Alabama, um, arguably possibly one of the best um, wide receiver talents in the, uh, in the draft and, and has tons of big game experience, obviously again, playing, playing with that, um, excuse me, playing with the, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide there. So, you know, they're always going to be in the playoffs. You know, that if you're on that roster, you're not just, uh, you're not just a legacy or you're not just somebody's kid. You got to earn that spot. And um, he's definitely uh, made some good, uh, some good numbers uh, over the years. Um, well, what are your thoughts on on possibly rugs there? I think it's. I think. I think it's a good pick. Um, I would think if they were going to go receiver, they might go someone like a little more. Like multifaceted, and not just like strictly deep threat. Because I, I feel like you know they have Curtis Samuel's, who's pretty, pretty speedy. So, um, I don't know, man. I like guess when I look at that multifaceted, that's I guess that's what I look at McCaffrey for. So now I guess that's where I was like, I was like, okay, let's give him the. Let's give them the, the the wide out that's gonna that's gonna spread it the most for them, but I can see what you mean too. Um, yeah, it, it, that could be. I mean, that could be an interesting one. But again, it depends on what what route they're gonna go, right? Because if they take that protection, I mean, that can only do better things for them too. And 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 honestly, I like Teddy. I wish we would have kept him, but obviously we just had to we had to make some decisions here in the uh, in the organization. Uh, obviously, he played well um, in New Orleans, and then um, now he has a good opportunity to to really uh, showcase his talents. Um, still being a young quarterback um, with a young core team um, in Carolina, so that could be uh, something to be reckoned with for for the future here if this all meshes out really well for him. I agree. Um, number eight, number eight is a uh, good friend of the show who who loves. Uh, who loves Arizona? Uh, well, well, Ryan Cook loves Arizona. Um, but I think you and I he's both have him going he's off. off. Buy, he's definitely going to buy. He's definitely going to buy a jersey of the person I pick. Oh, or, that or you pick. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, it, it, this could be uh, a pretty interesting uh <laughs> pretty interesting go because considering our conversation that we just had earlier, <laughs> he is definitely definitely one to buy the offensive tackle jersey. Um, why don't you go ahead and spill your pick first here? I'm gonna go Jedrick Wills here. Uh, offensive tackle like Alabama. Yes, tackle Alabama. I feel like he's like probably the safest lineman in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah, tested. Obviously, uh, you know when you when you when you say the, the safest like that. I mean, if you're playing in that SEC conference, that means you're already playing against NFL caliber defensive line and defensive ends, right? 
Yeah. You're you're already you're already up against your 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 next your 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 peers uh competition wise. You you know you're gonna be feeling that heat. Um yeah, you're 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 absolutely right there. Whoa. I mean and he had to do it every day. Think about that. You know, I mm-hmm. always look at these you look at these SEC um these programs, these it's always one of those things where you're just like, man, what, how, how do these guys get so good? Well, when, when you're going up against um, pro caliber D lines every day or D linemen, you're going to be, uh, you're definitely going to be tested and you better pick up your slack. So, so yeah, I, I can't, I can't fault you for, for taking Jedrick Wills here. Um, and I feel like he's athletic enough to fit in a Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury system. Cause you know, like, they kind of in the Kingsbury system, the offense linemen kind of need to be somewhat decently athletic. Cause they need to keep up and they run everything at like a fast pace and they have like the different weird blocking schemes and stuff. So I think he's definitely athletic enough, has good loose hips and support and he has really good feet and stuff. So I think he would fit in athletically as well. So, you know, that's, um, now, obviously, you and I were both uh, you both said offensive tackle here. I said Mackay Becton out of Louisville. Um, you know, you you actually mentioned the schemes right there, and and Louisville being a team that definitely um, um, they play a little smaller than most of their uh, their um, their their competition. So they definitely need those 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 backs that can be a little more agile on the line when they need to um, pull a guard or 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 tackle and, and really make a play. Um, Becton definitely able to do that. Um, has great power, good strength, and uh, he can definitely. Um, I mean, he uses his angles well when he's in these games. So I think he's um, most athletic. He's probably the most athletic lineman in the draft. Yeah, and that's, and that's that's my. I, I love it right there. I think that's. I think that might be the the, the reason why I liked him with Arizona over over someone like uh, Jedrick Wills. Um, but but. I feel like if they get either one of those guys, I feel like they're they're definitely making the right decision for um, for their team. Sweet, I can't argue with that. <laughs> no, no, we cannot. <laughs> uh, it's always great when, obviously, you know, we might pick different players, but uh, I think we I think we we see the uh, the necessities there as far as it goes. Um, speaking if of Beckett's a little more experienced and wasn't quite as raw as he is, he would probably be the number one. He would probably be the number one lineman in the draft. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, he got. And, to, yeah, I mean, um, he is borderline, he is borderline number one right now, anyways. So yeah, oh, you know, I mean, he's played what? Uh, I mean, he he started um, what ten games in the um, no, uh, I think he started like ten or I think he started all of. His freshman year, like so, he's been in from day one. Um, but um, you know, he's uh, he's definitely yeah, he can definitely do it. And you're, you're right. If if he probably had just a little more seasoning on him, probably would be a um, would be the 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 case of being the number one overall period as far as offensive tackles goes. Who um, we got next? Jacksonville. I think you and I were unanimous on this one. You want you want to talk about him? Let's see here. And with Becton, I was, like one of the things that I read 
a lot is like his main his main uh, weakness is probably his rawness. So that's what that's where that was that's where that was coming from. Mm. Yep. So boom. Um I'm gonna go Derek we're gonna go Derek Brown. I don't think he's gonna fall much further than this. Cause yeah, I'd be they, very surprised about him being like in the top five. Yeah, uh, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Um, again, you know, you've you've seen him more than enough games at this point um, to to see what um, to see what uh, people have going on here. Um, some people have actually had him going um, had him going in the. Uh, to to the Lions. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah. you know, I, he's kind of been all over the place as far as his board goes. And, um, and yeah, it, it'd be something really interesting. I've seen him, God, I, I swear, I've, I've seen him up and down. I, this would definitely be probably the latest that he would go, and I can't imagine anybody else um, not taking him um, it, at, beyond this point because that would be a foolish mistake um, for, the, for the level of talent that he is. Uh, all right, so moving on. Ten. We're kind of thinking the same thing here again, just different players. So you can go first, Jordan. Uh, I got um, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa here. Oh, you do? Okay, I was looking at the I was looking at the New York Jets pick. My bad. So yeah, we That's both right. have uh, we both have Tristan Wirfs going and. I think it's a good spot for him. There are there is talk though that he might have to move inside versus outside. But even so, I still feel like he's probably the third best line in the draft. So, what? Well, it's kind of tough just because they do need a tackle to protect uh, Baker Mayfield because. That was one of the reasons why Baker Mayfield struggled so much is because he just was under constant duress. But I feel like I feel like Worfs could probably make the transition to tackle, so that's why I'm p- picking him there. Just because he's got all the physical ability, and he's coming from Iowa, which has a good pedigree when it comes to like offensive linemen. So, so yeah, I'm going. We're, I'm going Worfs. You're going worse. Yeah, you yeah you and I both agree on this one. Um, it was it was it does seem like a kind of a, a big hit for him as far as it goes. Um, he's um, had some great, uh, obviously again great games as far as um, just being able to, to protect his quarterback and, and make sure the play develops. Um, I think you're right. I think he should have uh, almost little to no uh, issues kind of um, stepping into that that interior role. Um, to um to to really make it happen, um, he can push you. Uh, he can push it strong. Um, he's got good hands, and he can definitely. Um, he can probably still get even stronger. I mean, dude, dudes. I think he already runs like a, a stupid like four eight forty or something like that. Um, yeah. For a big man like that, like uh, he's he's definitely one that can uh, uh, move the pile. Uh, I could see pretty damn easily when it comes time for him to really uh, get things going. 
so yeah, I think uh, you and I agree. Cleveland needs to to protect their their young uh, young quarterback, um, and we'll see uh, if any of those ridiculous trade rumors come to light um, <laughs> during this uh, during this draft period here. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, you know, the week before the draft, man, all the craziness comes out. I think, uh, obviously, I know, you know, locally we heard a uh, rumor of, of Odell Beckham Jr. possibly becoming a Viking, and uh, I don't think that... Uh, Sean becoming a Viking, Jamal Adams yeah. becoming a Viking, like, seriously. Suddenly the only, the only, the only rumor that the, that the Vikings are involved in, I think, has some truth to it, is probably... Um, us going after uh, Trent Williams from uh, Washington. Yep. The the offensive tackle. Like, I think there's a lot of truth to those rumors, and I think, honestly, I think a trade probably would have already been made if his uh, if they could do, like, physicals and stuff. Yeah. But they can't really do physicals at this point. So um, I think – I don't think they're going to – I don't think that I think if this trade happens, it could happen uh, Thursday night or sometime like after the draft. Because I feel like the Vikings are probably going to move draft picks for them. So yeah, and, that, and that'll be an, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings really do do. Because obviously we know Spielman's a guy who doesn't who does not shy away from the uh, from uh, the Rick. move and you know um, the to, does not shy away from any sort of. Um, um, actual draft day action. Um, that man's yeah, like if you ever played NHL uh, during their uh, like owner mode, like you, you get your little GM mode there, and you got like you like five cell phones, and you start getting all these little trades going. I imagine him with like six phones in front of him, just kind of kind of answering them all simultaneously. I, I don't know. He, Spielman's Spielman's a dude, and I, I, it's always interesting to see uh, what uh, what moves he'll make. Um, That's why they call him Trader Rick. Trader Rick, man. Trader Rick. Trader Joe, man. We'll get him. Um, let's see. Cleveland, you know, from one from one flaming pile of garbage to another. Um, <laughs> the New York oh. Jets. <laughs> hey, I, I call him. I call him how I see him, man. Come on. You 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 can't. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you know you you can't look at these teams and think, man, these are uh, these are championship caliber teams right now. They're because they're not. Um, but uh, the, the Jets, um, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We both have uh, offensive tackles this time around. Um, I said, well, I think I had one going a little later uh, and, and, uh, than, uh, than you did. I'm going Andrew Thomas here um, like you did against uh, with Carolina there. But you have somebody else different here, right? Yep, I'm going uh, Makai Becton here. Yeah, and you and I both already talked these guys up pretty well. Um, obviously the Jets need, I mean, they need yeah, everything. They need everything. It's tough because they do need, they do need a receiver, but I feel like they want to protect their investment in Sam, Sam Darnold. And if guys like Thomas or Becton are still available at that point, they might want to jump on those guys, you know? So there's yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Receiver, this receiver, this receiver draft like receivers, DBs, this draft is really deep for them, and you can find some guys in the second round easily. So, yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah, the offensive the offensive tackles, the sure ones for sure, they they're gonna be they're gonna be gone in the first round. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll definitely get some serviceable guys down the down the line here, but as far as the sure bets, um, you, I think you got them with the with these guys here. Um, next up, uh, the the first time in the draft here, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Holy cow, that sounds weird to say that there's sports in Las Vegas that is not the running rebels. It is insane. Um. I have not even heard uh, if they're going to be on the on the betting sites um, for. Um, I believe they are because the knights are on on betting, right? They have to be. I, I'm just Why curious, they, you know, like, well, you know, so like they don't. I, I think that I don't think they do UNLV bets, or they used to not do UNLV bets. In, I think um, because of. Like wasn't it because of the whole like running rebels thing that happened in the past? Why they stopped I, I mean, doing that? Or the yeah, I, and and that's the thing is like I I don't I gotta I'm kind of curious um in, in like as far as that goes I just don't know if like I don't know if it's a thing like I usually I thought that I thought like everyone always talked about if if sports goes um if sports goes sports gambling goes nationwide. They always say that you know the home you, you would have the home team off on your your local board, but at the same time, I, you know the fans would want to bet the, the the home team, so you're just throwing money out. So I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. I it's it's kind of weird when I look at that, but I just remember uh, back in the day that you couldn't have the uh, you couldn't have the rebels on there. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting. This this pick here, I think you and I both agreed. Um, it, actually, you, you mentioned wide receivers being deep, um, and this is probably uh, I think I think realistically this is probably the best wide receiver uh, in the draft, and uh, and I think you and I both agreed on this one. This one would be C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Is that right? Yes. Uh, obviously, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders have a, an embarrassment of picks as well. Um, in this draft, uh, I think them and Miami have um, a ridiculous number um, between the two of them because I know uh, they they have, they have another pick coming up. I think at 19, um, CD Lamb. You want to talk about him for a second here? Man, he is like place like he might have not ran the best 40, but he plays like much faster than his 40. He is like electric in the open field and like probably the best run after catch guy in the draft. You know, he is, he can run his routes. Well, he's tough. Like he is, he's a full, he's a total package as a, as a receiver. And, you know, they, there are a lot of guys that are like very good at everything this year as receivers in the draft. So like, I think the Raiders would, would be ecstatic to get him at this point. So, yeah, uh, lit it up in the uh, the Big Twelve Championships. Eight receptions, 173 yards, um, with the longest 71 yards over Baylor. Um, the even the 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 Peach Bowl, the semifinal against LSU, um, 
you know, they, they got drummed that game. He still had four catches for 119 yards. Obviously great in open field, can definitely catch the pass on the run. And like you said, yards after a catch, not a problem for CeeDee Lamb. Um, he, what do you have? Uh, 62 receptions for 1,300 yards. It's crazy. Yeah. 14 touchdowns. I think like, his tar- his, like yards per target is like 15, yard- 15 or something, which is ridiculous. He's And he's always played his best against like – the best the best teams so he definitely is like ready for the prime time and put up good numbers against good competition that's like a, a big thing you need to you look for in a player so yeah I, absolutely I like and, and that's the thing is i always love the guys that don't shy away um from the the big games because th- those are the those are the guys that you need um because they're going to be the ones that make the play when you need it most um, yeah, and obviously uh, they're, you know, Raiders made some, some moves this year um, and trying to, uh, trying to really get, um, trying to really get ready of that, coming forth with their move, uh, their, their new home. Um, Plus he's, he's a, like, they're, I, I still think they're trying to really look at what they have with their car. Because I mean, he is—he doesn't—he they thought they were going to get Antonio Brown. That didn't work. Like, and he doesn't really have a ton of a ton of weapons. And like, they get a guy like Lamb who's able to like step in right away. I think that's going to be big for Derek Carr. So, yeah, you know, and it's really—I mean, that that the Raider team as a whole is really interesting to look at because. Uh, I mean, but their best, their best wide receiver, what, Hunter Renfro? Yeah. Right. No, that what maybe maybe Tyrell Williams. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's not like they're um, they're built um, on on the wide receiver sides. Um, you know, quarterbacks. You know, I got to be honest. I look at this and I still think, uh, yeah, he's in the backup position here, but. I don't think it's a given, even though Derek Carr got kind of a meaty contract, but like, I don't think it's a given that he's going to be the, you know, there's no heat behind him when you got, you know, granted, he didn't look, didn't look great in Green Bay, but Deshaun Kaiser, and then you got Marcus Mariota looking, um, looking for an opportunity still too. So I don't know, man, like, I don't want to say anything's given to Derek Carr, but you know, I think um, it's a, it's a team that's going to need some, need some love offensively um, to, to become, to become something special. Uh, but, you know, with, with the regime change that just recently occurred and, and obviously the, the picks that they have going in, uh, setting from the, uh, the trade with Chicago, um, you know, things can change very quickly for, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. So, and I, I forgot about Mariota going to the, the Raiders. So, yeah, I, I want I want success for that kid. I, I really do. Um, you know, he didn't work out in Tennessee, and, and honestly, I personally, I would probably still rather have him because I was not. I mean, when you complete what like twenty passes in three playoff games, that doesn't exactly st- stretch me as a, a oh my gosh, let's sign this quarterback to a really good deal here. So, <laughs> you know, I, I uh, but but I digress. I don't want to I don't want to get to my Titans until we get to my Titans. Um, Next up on the uh, next up on the line, we got San Francisco. They get this trade from Indianapolis. 
uh, uh, this pick from Indianapolis, rather. Um, where do you think the Niners are going to go in this direction? Obviously, having such a high pick um, after being in the Super Bowl is a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I would think so. Top top 20 pick after going to the Super Bowl? Hell yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, where, where do you think they go with this pick here? I'm actually – I'm slotting Henry Ruggs the third here. Okay. I feel like they – so uh, Marquise – Marquise Goodwin is supposed to be there, like, take the top off the defense, like deep threat, like stretch defense, watch out for this guy. But he, he can't stay healthy. And the way the Niners, like, run the ball and the way um, – the way Shanahan's offense works, I feel like the way they run the ball, they kind of need a guy to stretch the field to. I think Ruggs is like perfect for them. Guy's like a track star playing football, but he's like super tough too. And he's quick, you know, so I'm putting Ruggs here just because I feel like the Niners need a burner and he's the best burner in the draft. And I don't like when people, compare him to like John Ross just because they're fast and they're similar in size. Like I just, he, I think he's more durable than John Ross. He's like plays bigger than John Ross does. And I think he's like, he's better at other things than what he gets credit for. So. Yeah, yeah, and I agree, and, I, and that's why I had him moving, uh, you know, so much earlier. I, I I really do like the talent that he does have, and um, and yeah, it, it should be. It, that's going to be one I'm going to I'm going to be kind of really watching, uh, kind of on bated breath because I really want, um, I want him to succeed too. It, it, you know, I mean, all these young kids don't want to succeed, but like, you know, what I mean, looking 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 at, looking at um, you know, where he could go. I I want I want him to be a threat somewhere. I don't want him to get. Um, you know, washed away in a, in a place where, uh, you know, nobody can get him the ball because there's no time, you know? Yeah. Um, and the thing, is, I was going to add another point too, like, you know, Shanahan's watching on this, at this game, looking at like, man, I'm about to win this. We're up. And you see a guy like Tyreek Hill, who is also very similar to rugs, like just, like just run straight down the field, like past all their guys and catch a deep, deep pass to like, on like a big, was it a third down? Wasn't it a third down? Like, like third and long. And they're pretty much Tyreek Hill just like ran straight down the field and Mahomes found him. And like Shanahan's probably looking at that, like, God, maybe if I had a player like that, might've been the other way around. So, and, and, Oddly enough, uh, you, you know, you, you're, you're kind of feeding me perfect on that one because I differed from you on this one. I, I look at that, uh, those plays and I said, man, it'd be really great if they had a cornerback that could cover somebody like that. And uh, I decided to run with, uh, with, with C.J. Henderson out of, uh, out of Florida. Um, Miami native, so he started games his freshman year, plenty of pass breakups, plenty of tackles. Um, he can even come off that edge there. He's gotten uh, he's gotten some uh, I think three tackles for a loss um, during one of his all SEC selections. Um, he can kind of do it all. He's got great speed. 
um, and is always right there with the receiver, you know, being able to break up that pass. So, um, you know, he's got agility for days. He's also patient, you know, when, when he, he's, he follows the ball well. And obviously he does intend to, um, uh, when, he, when he hits a guy, he tries to, try to jar that bar loose, man. You want him to make that play. So, um, you know, if, if he's got to do it, he's going to do it. Yeah, I with the way the 49ers play their defense, I just I've watched I've watched tape on Henderson like recently and he actually is a, a terrible tackler. Like that's like his his biggest weakness like is is his tackling. And yeah, he can cover, he can cover and he's fast. But sometimes he's a little inconsistent, and his his tackling is just atrocious. So that's why I didn't put him up as high, as high as you did. But I still think he potentially could be the best cornerback in this draft, or is like one of the best cornerbacks. But I just have him a little lower than you. Yeah, so. it, you know, it, and, and that's and that's a fair assessment too in in regards to those tackles. And I think that that might actually be the. Um, the fact that when he when he hits he he hits for the breakup and not not to the not to the sure thing and I think you know I think um, I think that's something that can be fixed but 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 then again you know poor tackling is is a is a a signature of the NFL nowadays too when you look at some of these corners and safeties you you're either all in on the big hit or you're the guy that wraps it up I mean you know they're in and, and and if you're if you're if you're all in the big hit, you know you miss a lot. I mean, I, especially to some of these more athletic, more seasoned players who can who can really turn on a dime or or, or you know, God forbid they hurdle over somebody. But um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and I, and I like it. But yeah, I still have him. I still have him going here because as much as I love Richard Sherman, he got burned a couple times, and I think um, I think you need somebody that can hang with a receiver. Yeah, Richard Sherman definitely should not be like Sherman's really good if he's like in his zone or zoned up, but he should not be on an island one on one with a receiver. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's just, not your man receiver. Yeah, and he never was like great, like strictly straight up man to man on a guy. He's always yeah, been kind of a good zone corner, like really good zone corner. But like now he's even worse in man coverage just because he's he's slower than he used to be so yeah and you know coming off the injuries that he's that he sustained as well which is perfectly fine it's it's not a it's not a terrible knock against him he's still he still is the the pro bowl talent the super bowl talent that we've seen before but um but you know again it's uh, it's we all know the league the young man's game and um and as as people start to see that possible weakness or exploitative exploitive option when you when you have them on a man to man situation, yeah, I, I think that and that's again that's my reason for for again needing needing something like a corner. Um, what do we got here, Niners? Man, uh, we talked about it a little bit on the um, on the uh, on the open there, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now you and I went a little different here. And um, and I'm kind of curious what um, what you think. What what do we got going on? This is probably one of my. This is probably one of a thing I fudged on. It's probably my worst thing. But 
I had Javon Kinlaw going to them just because all the like all the good <laughs> I had all the good tackles going before them. <laughs> so so I, I, I put Javon Kinlaw to them and I feel like at the point that we're drafting in the fit for Tampa Bay, like he would be a good fit there. So probably my bigger flub, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, man, you know, we do a mock draft and, and, and obviously we had a lot of fun putting it together because, because then you start, um, you know, you're playing uh, Tetris, right? You're, you're looking at these players and you're playing Tetris and, and then you have to fit their needs and, you know, where does that L shaped need go or, or that, you know, how, how do you really work this thing? And um, yeah, I went with Jedrick Willis here. Um, offensive tackle. I said, if you're going to bring in Tom Brady with an attempt to, um, to, um, to, to obviously try and win a Super Bowl, you're not getting Tom Brady to, 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 to build the culture down there. He's not a spring chicken. Um, yeah. You know, so, so I said, you got to protect that investment. You got to give him as much time as possible. And even if you're going to get a, a rookie, um, on the line, um, you know, he, um, Jedrick Wills is definitely going to be the guy to, to, to do it. Um, he's a big boy, 6'5", 320, super athletic, super explosive, um, can definitely get off the block and, and hit hard. And, uh, and, 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 you know, his, um, and he does, uh, sometimes get a little far. He's a good, great run blocker. Um, he can be a little soft on pass protection sometimes, but, uh, but, but, Based on his size alone, it's going to be something that uh, he should be able to um, adapt and, and overcome when it comes time to it. Um, keep in mind, he's still a junior, you know, or he's a junior this last year. So, he's, I mean, you know, he could potentially still have another year of real good growth um, and, um, and seasoning. So this, this rookie year, this next couple of years is going to be very big for him to see if, um, uh, how he is going to pan out, uh, especially in, again, a pass-heavy league that the NFL is. Yeah, and I agree with you. They're they're going to take the best like tackle that is probably available to them at that point in the draft. Like I don't think there's any because they they have the weapons now, especially now that they added Gronk. Like yeah, oh yeah, they don't, no short they don't, weapons. They don't, yeah, they have Evans, Godwin, Gronk. Um, who uh, uh, OJ Howard? Um, you know they might. They're probably going to even pick a running back like later on in the draft, like later in the later rounds, and try and get a running back in there. But yeah, they have they have plenty of weapons now for Tom Brady. So now they just need to get a tackle to protect the blind side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what do they have right now? I think it's like uh, what, like Ronald Jones the second. <laughs> oh, for the running back, yeah, yeah. So I mean. I don't know. Not not so great, but um, but yeah, definitely a team that's coming together. And again, uh, you know, really they're they're all in. They're all in on Super Bowl in the next two years. And if they don't get one, they can definitely they can definitely say they tried. Um, but then I think some some of these moves that they're making right now, you know, they still very well may be in a decent shape, especially given um, the aging of their division. 
you know, the, the Saints are getting, you know, they, they still don't have, you know, a plan in place to 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 replace Breeze when when that needs to happen. Um, obviously, Atlanta is going to be winding down with their um, with the, with their core. Uh, so you know, there. I think I think despite the the taking of Tom Brady and Gronk, that they're going to be in a good position to for going forward in the future um, after this year or two years is up, depending on how quick it goes. Cool. All right. So. Cool. <laughs> so here is here's another here's another pick where we're kind of we we differ on one of the players in this pick. Um, I got uh, Jerry Judy going to Denver. Yeah, as my yeah, pick. I do like that. I do like a wide receiver option for him too, but uh, I went again, opposite side on him. This time I said, this is where Jeff Akuta is going. Um, you know, it's still, still nice and high. Um, this still hasn't been picked as what the second cornerback in the draft. Um, you know, so, and I think you had him going uh, third to Detroit. Um, I don't think he's getting past Detroit either way. Like I said, I think he's going to end up on up. Detroit. No. They're going to trade down. Or they're just going to pick him at three. So yeah, and and, and that very well again, you you very well might be right on that one. I and if you you outlined him really well. Jeff Akuda definitely um, guy that can get it done on on that on that side of the ball for him, and um, and make it make a big difference, especially in our division where you got to cover um, some pretty solid wide receiver uh, competitions in the, uh, the NFC North there. Yeah, he he's um and I agree with you like Denver's biggest needs are probably corner are cornerback and wide receiver. I just feel like they're going to go like I feel like they wouldn't at the position that they're going to p- be picking, I think it would be it wouldn't be good to pass on a guy like cuz possibly like Lamb, Ruggs, and Judy could all be there. Like when they pick, or like either one of those guys could be there when they pick. Like yeah. one of the one, three could be there, and like you're, those are the top three guys at receiver in the draft. And if you can get one of those guys where you're where they're picking at, I think they would jump all over it. So. Yeah, and this like you said, that, that, and that's kind of my, I guess that was my uh, again that weird reasoning like you, we talked about earlier where. It's definitely a a wide receiver deep draft, um, you know, and even even with these secondary options, again, the same situation. So I think I, I think that this position or this spot for for Denver in particular, this could be best possible, best available of those two positions, like whoever's higher up on the draft board, maybe. Yeah, and like I feel like I feel like Judy and. And Lamb are sort of similar. I don't think Judy as is bare, as good, like after the catch, as Lamb is obviously. But they both are excellent route runners. They both like Judy is good in his own right, um, running after the catch. Doesn't have the greatest. He's not the fastest receiver forty time, but he does play faster than his time. Um, you know he's got a quick step he can get off the line really well like I think Judy and Lamb are the two like probably most complete receivers in the draft and I feel like they're 
pretty similar in style. And it, like, you know, Denver's got a young quarterback that they're trying to get weapons for, and like Cortland Sutland's obviously their number one receiver. You can slot in a guy like Judy at number two. I think you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. it. It's not a, it, like I said, it's not a bad pick either way for them. And and and, and you and I agree. It's just it's just kind of one of those things like which need do they want to address um, first? Address first, yeah. and who's going to be yeah, and who's going to be. Um, who's going to be the one that's available right then and there? I mean, that's it, it's it's always going to be a good time. That, I think that 15 pick is going to be an interesting one because that one might st- it might start a trend, um, you know, for for some of these other teams who have similar uh, needs coming back uh, down these stretches with these second picks for some of these teams. Um, next up, we got Atlanta, and we briefly touched on them when you know we were just talking about uh, the uh, Tampa Bay, um, Atlanta you know, still not quite ready, obviously, to part ways um, with their with their quarterback. So it's certainly not something that's going to be uh, addressed this time around. But uh, I, this is where I still had to go back-to-back uh, cornerbacks. This is where I, I have A.J. Terrell going from Clemson. Um, with thoughts on uh, – and where do you got Atlanta going? I got uh, Clavon Chason going to uh, Atlanta. I mean, like, defense overall for them, they they need work no matter where it is. And I'm, like, a player like Chason, it's kind of surprising that he lasted, like, this long. So you're still you're getting pretty good value at this point with him. And, like I said, I feel like he's probably – I feel like he might be a better player than the cornerbacks that are on the board. So that's why I went – uh, chase on. Yeah, oddly enough, they um, they did um, they did finish I mean, off they the got, season. Sorry, I was going to say they also they need an edge rusher too. They got they got rid of Beasley, which I mean he kind of I don't think he was a huge loss for them, but they need to like they need to replace him. So sorry, yeah, cut you off. No, perfectly fine yeah they did end up winning those last four uh four games of the season which uh i guess depending on how how, how you really look at things uh um if it's uh, the right thing to do or if you want to start tanking but um you know they 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 did all right and then um but yeah you're right they do need that edge rusher especially losing beasley um but yeah defense being the the priority for this team offensively they're still a reasonable team overall as far they're very serviceable it's just something where they couldn't stop they couldn't stop a runny nose um when it came down to uh playing with some of their you know higher higher offense talents and when you got to play the Saints twice i mean you're not exactly uh in a in a good position to um to allow many points or allow many uh you know, free scores there. I think AJ Terrell, obviously, um, yeah, definitely a great pick. Cornerback, uh, uh, you know, big, big moments there in the, um, um, in, as far as the in the national championship game. You know, he's certainly saved a couple of big plays there. Um, granted, they couldn't uh, they couldn't stop him um, the rest of the way, but uh, I think that game, despite that score, is a lot closer. Um, again, you, you shut down a team like Ohio State, who um, I think he had five tackles in that game, um, you know, and, uh, and and Ohio State, honestly, like a lot of people were looking at Ohio State like they were the favorite going into the uh, 
the uh, the playoff. So again, a guy that can show up uh, for these big games and make it happen um, during the rest of the year. You know, again, um, he only had uh, what 34 tackles this year, um, but it might be because obviously he was covering the crap out of everybody that you put in front of him. Dude can do it all, and um, I think his his only slight knock might be just the fact that he's just a, a hair over six feet, but he's definitely got the speed to hang with anybody. Tight. Uh, who we got next? We got the Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change something. The Cowboys. So I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going against my my thing. So. I've had them going cornerback. I just thought about it more, and I didn't have the right cornerback for them. So yep. I'm going C.J. Henderson here Okay. to the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I think defense is where they obviously need to, uh, need to assess things. Uh, offensively, they definitely have some weapons. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, I think that's a given. Um, but I think, uh, I think they're going to go Kenneth Murray here, uh, linebacker out of uh, – uh, Oklahoma, and um, just just a guy that can really get it done. Um, you know, it just again played all four years for him. Um, can definitely shine, and uh, and people are saying that he uh, might even be going as early as ten for the Browns. So um, oh, if he does have if he does happen to be falling this far, um, you got to look at that at that possible. Um, that possible pickup for him. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely a great a great player. He came in, I believe, like he was the first person at Oklahoma to come in, like, um, or he got there early. I think he was like seventeen as freshman, seventeen, like when spring started, spring football started, and he like pretty much came in there and like started right away. Um, not only is he like a really good player, I've heard a lot of people talking about how well, like he interviews, like at the, how well he interviewed at the combine and just his, uh, personality and like worth that work ethic and like leadership. Like he is, uh, he's like above what people think like it's crazy i was listening to some stuff today about it and i don't know what i forgot what team it was but there's a couple guys from teams that said like he was like the best interview that they've ever had at at the combine so um tells you a lot about his character and like besides his character he's just he's a really good football player too so i i could see them i could see the cowboys if he's there i could see them taking taking him too I just I went with DB just because I feel like defensive back is a big need for them because they lost Byron Jones and secondary wasn't that great to begin with so yeah and, and I, I wouldn't see that being a problem oddly enough you know in, in regards to this pick you know he's he's not really a he's not a coverage linebacker at all you know you, you want you no, want him he's pretty much um, the, a chase a chase and like hit and like find the ball carrier like yep. type. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's, that's what I put him there for. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it's going to be something where there's stuff still going to need to keep things going over the middle again, you know, 
looking at some of their divisional options. They're going to be going against, you know, Saquon Barkley twice. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where I, I kind of, in my head, I always look at some of these matchups and say, okay, what's going to be, um, what's going to be maybe some reasoning for, for what we're doing here um, and seeing how we're going to, you know, meld it together. But um, yeah, definitely a, a stud player uh, on Oklahoma and, um, and certainly will have a lot to offer whatever team picks him. Um, and if the Cowboys, and he could great. also be used as an outside edge rusher too, like in a, in a three, four defense, you oh, know, yeah. he fits both. So, so yeah, yeah there, I, I think there's a couple, like, I was watching, like, some breakdowns on him, and, like, they were, like, uh, you know, he has a couple, like, uh, he kind of gets suckered in a little bit with some of the quarterback eyes a little bit, but, like, um, with that aside, definitely definitely a guy that can that can do exactly, like you said, kind of work the edge if necessary. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, this would be 18, uh, Miami coming from Pittsburgh. You and I agreed on this one pretty darn easy here. Yes. Um, I think at this position, you know, they're going to, they, whoever they draft, they're going to need to protect his blind side. And um, I feel like at this point in the draft, Austin Jackson is going to be their pick. Um, He, he's one of those guys that he's super talented. He just, Last season, he didn't look his best because he had some issues. Like, I believe before the season last year, he donated, like, bone marrow to his sister. Mm. And he pretty much jumped into football. Like, it was, like, right before the football season. So he, like, didn't really look his best. And he is is raw, and he needs to develop a little bit. But he's excellent athlete. He has very quick feet. He can keep up with speed rushers. Uh, he's quick. He can bend at the knees. He gets to the second level really well. Um, he has potential to be a, a franchise left tackle. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a um, what, two-year starter out of there. He's like 6'6", 300. Big boy. Yep. Um, but, but like you said, agile too and can definitely um, do some good things. Um I think he's got good laterals, but I remember reading it as far as things go. And then, um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a solid pick. And again, Miami with the, 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 the picks that they have, they got to protect whoever they get in there. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, that is not going to be a, uh, a happy place um, to be for, for any quarterback if they can't, uh, can't protect them. Sweet. Uh, look at that. Las Vegas back on the board here. What, what is going on? Uh, Las Vegas, they get this pick from Chicago, uh, and um, uh, I think uh, we're seeing some rehashes of maybe some uh, maybe some picks that we talked about earlier here. What do we what do we got uh, coming for uh, for Las Vegas out of this pick? I got Kenneth Murray here to Las Vegas here, just because yeah, I feel I like he's the, he's the to me he's the best player at this position, and they have multiple needs on defense. They always do. It's the Raiders. So, yeah, and, and oddly enough, this one we kind of we kind of sw- swapped a little bit. Uh, this is this is the Dallas pick all over again, right? Uh, you yep. took uh, you took Kenny Murray here. I took uh, Christian Fulton. So just a quick swap for those uh, those teams there, and uh, and yeah, I mean I think the breakdown is 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 just as as it's said there. I mean, um, 
I think uh, what he had the, the crazy stat about Christian Fulton is, is like in two year he had um, in two years as a starter he had 25 passes defended, um, and uh, let's see, uh, and he should he only had two picks, but I mean again, um, still uh, still gets on there, um, gets plenty of uh, deflections and, and keeps the keeps the ball out of uh, offensive players' hands. So should be pretty um, should be pretty uh, pretty fun to see him uh, cover some folks uh, in that desert. Uh, I, feel like he, I feel like he slipped a little bit. He slipped because of who he plays next to. Like yeah. he plays next to Stingley Jr., who's like Stingley, who's like all world cornerback, like already like considered like best cornerback in college football and. Like teams tried Stingley right away last year, and they weren't getting they weren't getting anything. And Fulton was was really good too, but you know they teams saw that they could like go at him a little bit, and they stayed away from Stingley side more than than Fulton side. So I think that's probably why he kind of slipped a little bit, just because you know he's playing next to the best cornerback in football that no one goes after. So he, people are going after his side more. So, yeah, a lot of people give him some crap too, for that, um, that 2017 suspension that he had when he was trying to use uh, somebody else's urine for a, uh, for a, Oh yeah, that's right. So uh, don't, don't forget about that. So, you know, as far as, as far as it goes, I think um, it's kind of a risk reward, but at the same time, he's still a very talented back that uh, uh, corner that you could see, um, um, still getting drafted early, but at the same time, you could I could possibly see him possibly slipping to early um, early second round. Yeah, me too. That's um, why I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I respect it. I respect respect your authority. Uh, let's see, Jacksonville back up on this one to get from the Rams. Uh, what do you got going here? God, Jacksonville's a hot mess. <laughs> it's, I feel I'm going quarterback here. here. I'm going Jeff Gladney just because I feel like since their their troubles have started since they lost A.J. Bouye and uh, Jalen Ramsey, and I feel like they probably are on the mindset that they probably should start building up their secondary again because that's when they were having the most success when they had the best secondary in in football. So I feel like they're going to they're gonna pick a cornerback here and they're going to go with uh, Jeff Gladney, because at this point in the draft, he's a he's a he's a solid pick. Um, let's see here, kind of lost here. Who do you have them picking, Jordan? Uh, I got them picking Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, you you kind of hit it on the head. Yeah, the, the team definitely started going downhill when they lost their uh, their you know Ramsey and. Um, and, and the like, and obviously coming off that, um, uh, you know, they gave a good good game to the Patriots, but uh, ultimately fell short uh, in the playoffs, if I recall. And um, but um, yeah, I think Jalen Johnson is going to be the pick here. Um, All American, two time, first time, uh, uh, Pac-12. Um, let's see, 29 starts in 38 games, but he played in 38 of them. So I mean, uh, he's 10th all time on Utah's pass breakups. Um, with 21, um, he even has seven interceptions. So I mean, this dude, this dude definitely gets. Uh, you know, if the ball is going towards him, he's definitely going to hawk towards it and try to make a play on it, which is really good. 
Um, I think he had some crazy like uh, uh, like eight tackles uh, for loss or something crazy like that in um, in, in one of the seasons, which is kind of unheard of when you think about a quarterback. So he's you know he's, he's a guy that's willing to you know really come off the edge and really spot that play if it's going to be a run. Um, good awareness, and I think uh, I think he'll be a good pick. Yeah, we and I break yeah. cornerbacks on this one, just uh, just different folks. Yeah, and for me, Gladney, I feel like Gladney's like isn't quite as tight as Johnson is, like in and out of his breaks. I feel like I feel like Gladney's like the better man, the better like man coverage guy. But I, I like I like I like Johnson. Obviously, we'll see you'll see later. But but I just. I feel like I feel like Gladney's slightly better with his coverage skills. So, if yeah, like obviously, we, I mean, one or the other really wouldn't. I, I feel like it's not like a huge leap, but I think uh, I think both of them are. Uh, I, I think they definitely got to be on the board for uh, for Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I mean now they're, they're like they're gonna lose in Goku like that that like in Ga- in Gakway or whatever his name like that. That team is just. Like Coughlin, Tom Coughlin, like ruined that team. Oh yeah, you know, and, and sometimes I mean that's there's something to be said about these these dynasty coaches as far as it goes. Sometimes they get a little long in the tooth and and things don't go the way they should. Um, so you know, someone should Coughlin, really play the Coughlin. Someone should like I'm surprised none of his players like none of the players that don't like Coughlin have haven't used the okay boomer line on him yet. Like when he's like, <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. That's crazy. That is crazy. That'd be funny. I, I would love to like seeing some of the interactions again. I like, uh, I'm looking forward when we talk that bulls documentary probably next week. Um, because, uh, there's some really interesting things that I don't think you get away with uh, when, you're, when you're openly mocking your, your GM or your coach. So uh, I definitely can't wait to talk that with you. Um, so uh, Philadelphia here, I think we both go wide receiver. What do you got? This is where AJ Jefferson comes off the board. Okay. I All like right. AJ Jefferson a lot. Like he's, one of the one of the guys that I would hope the Vikings would get their hands on at the receiver position for where they're at in the draft. It's looking like though that AJ Jefferson actually might like shoot up higher than either both of us have him at this point, just because yeah. he his forty time was a lot better than expected, and I mean he. He reminds me a lot of like a faster like version of Michael Thomas from the Saints. Mm. Like that like watching that guy get, play. Uh, Michael Thomas play, numbers out of him. <laughs> maybe. He might get he he actually might average more yards per catch. But like it's he's gotta be the best like fifty fifty ball guy in this receiver. This in this draft out of all the receivers, like oh yeah, oh even the catches that he made, like Burrow put the ball in like a crazy spot that only he could get it, but yeah, like some of the catches he made were just yeah, very dynamic ridiculous. on the pass catching, very dynamic. 
absolutely. I, I I would love would love to see him on uh, on, on the Vikings here. Um, oh God, Ryan! I meant Ryan's like Ryan's correcting us now. I meant Justin oh. Jefferson. AJ Jefferson is a cornerback for the Vikings, I think, back in the day. Uh, good, good call, good call, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I uh, uh, let's see, but um, I had uh, Jerry Judy going here though, is uh, is for for wide receivers. So I still had um, still had wide receiver coming. Um, Judy, like he outlined really well, just good overall as far as it goes, and can get it done. And uh, in Philadelphia, needs some weapons again. Uh, you know, falling short with um, you know letting go of guys like Aguilar because they couldn't hold on to balls at all when the games really mattered. Um, I, I think I still remember that great. Uh, <laughs> was it the guy from Philadelphia? It was like, uh, do you remember the the interview where like there was like a house burning and this guy was talking about how like the kids got thrown to him. He was like, it's like I caught the ball. Unlike Aguilar on today's game. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it was so crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they need to they need to fill those needs. They need to put some offensive pressure back on because that's what made them special during the uh, uh, during their Super Bowl run. They were able to get it uh, uh, get it done. And wow, you just got great. Oh man, this is good group chat stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, Jerry Jerry Judy's my pick here. Um, kind of switching right into Minnesota here. And this is where I did have Justin Jefferson coming to us. Uh, I would love to see him maintaining the purple and gold, um, you know, going from LSU to the, uh, to the Minnesota Vikings um, would be a great compliment to, um, to replace Diggs um, as far as definitely having uh, great speed. And again, you want to talk about that, that 50, 50 ball, um, you know, that would definitely be a, a guy that can, um, that can definitely make the big play when you need them, if it's late in the game or if, um, you know, God forbid, and, and, and I don't want you to be like, oh, here we go. But if, if Kirk Cousins throws up maybe a little air ball that might be a, just a little higher, a little overthrown, I feel like he's a guy that can, again, with that dynamic range and ability, make, a, make an extra play out of uh, maybe something that might be a little sour there. Yeah, and it's it sucks losing digs. And it feels weird because Kirk Cousins is a pretty – I feel he's pretty accurate with the deep balls when he has time, but for some reason he just, he would miss digs a lot. Like for some reason, like he didn't like over, he didn't overthrow Adam Thielen or like miss throws with Adam Thielen, but for, with digs for some reason, he just, I don't know what it was. And I feel like that's probably part of the reason why I, Diggs wanted out because he's just like, man, this guy, this guy can't get me the ball. Like, yeah, you know, it's really interesting too. And here's the thing: it's that whole controversy. I, um, I, I still don't necessarily agree with maybe some of the uh, some of the back and forth. Um, you know, where where Diggs gets criticized for for asking for the ball when Thielen didn't get criticized, or or you know Thielen had his big game afterwards, so it was okay, or you know, so like I get I get Diggs a little bit, but at the same time, I, I still think he went a little harder than he needed to, um, considering yeah. the um, the opportunities that he was given, um, and and the love that he was shown, also not not necessarily just from the team, but also from you know the the community. Yeah, and like. Diggs, Diggs and Thielen actually were targeted like very similar. I think in the past like two years, each year there's like a four, 
afford target difference for targets in them. So it's not like Diggs wasn't getting the ball thrown to him. Yeah, you know, and that's that. You know, that's when it's oddly enough he came in here with the the Troy Williams name, the stat that matters. Then when it comes down to those targets, it comes out. It comes down to them damn drops, man, and those make such a huge difference. Yeah, and I, and I, if I recall, I think Diggs had more dropped passes than Thielen this year. He did, but he also like is like the past like couple years he's been the like one of the most like efficient like deep ball like receivers, which is weird because he's not like. He's not a super fast guy, but he like is one of the best numbers wise. He's one of the best deep threats in the NFL, which is which is weird. And he oh, yeah. actually well, I mean, he's still- pretty good, pretty good fifty fifty ball guy himself for being like a smaller like receiver too, which is weird too. No, granted he had a, a freakish game in between uh, this season, but I mean, you know, what do you have like sixty three receptions for a thousand eleven hundred yards or something like that? Like, um, so I mean, it, it's. It's definitely, you know, his deep ball is there. And, and obviously the, the, the scary thing is just think if he would have caught some of those drops that he had too, um, you know, we'd be looking at consider, considerably higher yardage for the guy. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, yeah, it, it changes up pr- pretty damn quickly there as far as that goes. Um, so, yeah, I had Justin Jefferson going to the Vikings. Uh, Who would you have going here? I had uh, Denzel Mims going here, receiver out of Baylor. That's why he's hot, right, uh, Mims? <laughs> this is why he's hot. This is why he's hot. <laughs> T- tell me why he's hot. <laughs> well, he ran a 4.38 at the combine. He has a 38.5-inch vertical, 131-inch broad jump, and he's just – Physically, he's a beast, and for like straight up deep, like straight up like deep threat, he's probably like the best like deep threat like in the draft. I feel, and I feel like the Vikings like really need to replace that, and he'd be a perfect fit with how they like to run the ball and how they like to run play action and throw the ball down the field. He he's big too. He's like. 6'3", over 200 pounds. He has, like, a 34-inch, like, like, his reach is, like, ridiculous. So... He's got, he's got I mean, pythons, what you're telling me? He's... Yeah, and to me, he's, like, a small... He's, like, a not quite as big, not quite, maybe, like, not quite as fast, but close as, like, he's, like, a smaller, like, DK Metcalf to me. Oh, yeah, 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 there you go. And... I feel like he's a guy like after the combine that's like kind of shooting up the boards too. So I feel like the Vikings are going to, are going to jump on him, especially if, uh, if AJ Jefferson is gone. <laughs> shout out, shout out to AJ Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> moving on up. Um, shout- Shout out to Ryan. I wish he would have joined us. I, I, I'm kind of curious who who he would have took with his uh, with his Arizona pick there. Um, but and two one one more thing about Mims too is he's a, like from all accounts from what I've heard he's a really high character guy. He's physically gifted, but he works like extremely hard too. So some yeah. of the stuff that he's not quite good at, like being a precise route runner, things like that, he probably will improve on because. 
that's just the reputation he has. So, so yeah, I'm all in on Mitz. All in on this is why he's hot. I, you know, I hope, uh, I hope they, I hope the the sound guy at U at U.S. Bank can cue that up. Uh, we're not going to be hitting the quad. Right. We're gonna be we're gonna be. This is why I'm hot when when Mims when Mims scores a touchdown. I'm gonna have to make that sounder for uh, for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> this is why I'm hot. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the next pick would be the the, the New England Patriots. Again, uh, trying to trying to maybe accumulate some more picks. Probably make some moves up um, this draft. Um, what do you what do you have going here? People are probably gonna like hate me for this, but. I have a Tua dropping significantly in the draft and going to the Patriots like on this mock draft, but I feel like the Patriots are are I think he's going to go to the Patriots either way, like if he slips to them or if they trade up for him, just because I feel like he he's a perfect fit for like a New England offense. Oh yeah, he he's. When he's healthy, he moves around the pocket extremely well. Like Tom Brady was not the most mobile guy in the world, but he was good in the pocket. He can move around the pocket and stuff. But Tua, like, Tua, like, it's crazy. When Tua was actually healthy, I mean, last year he obviously had the dislocated hip and he had, like, the ankle injuries that he was kind of fighting with and stuff. But, like, when he first kind of burst on the scene, like, some of the stuff he was doing in the pocket was almost almost Russell Wilson-like. Like, he was – all over the place, like improvising and making plays and stuff. So I feel like his, his pocket presence is really good. He's really calm. He can, when he's healthy, he can move around the pocket really well. Um, I feel like he goes through his progressions really well too. He might not be the strongest arm guy in the world, but he can make the throws and he's accurate. He doesn't really, he doesn't really have the ability, I don't think, to throw people open like Aaron Rodgers or like a Joe Burrow does. But he's accurate throwing. And Patriots, all they really need in their offense, the way they run their offense, is a guy who's calm, got pocket presence, can go through his progressions and, and accurately hit guys on, like, short routes. And he's so such a mild-mannered like, guy. Like yeah. that's, he's, he's like, you want to talk about the Patriot way. He's quiet. He's uh, – you, you know you, you'll you know he'll he'll play for you when you when you need him to and 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 that's just what he does he's yeah, quiet I, but I he's a good leader too like he's like one yeah. of those guys that's a quiet but good leader yeah and, and i can see that and i you know there was you know during the during the whole you know hurt and uh and into a um you know controversy or not contra- quarterback uh i don't want to say controversy but um you know, competition, like, you know, he, he was quiet about it. He kept it level headed and, and he always said, you know, the best guy's going to play and kept it simple. Like, yeah, he, he's the guy that you want to, to lead a Patriot team. If, if you're still going to have a guy like Belichick, uh, running the, uh, running the show. Um, I had him going D, D here and this is where I had, um, I think I had, uh, what Javon, uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw this time. Uh, you know, you had him going a little earlier. Um, again, I, you know, there's still, there's still need some defensive positions to, to really go, uh, ensure it up. Uh, I think, uh, obviously he's a guy that can do it. He can bull rush. He can definitely, uh, make it, make it so you need to use two blockers on him. And, um, 
and he can definitely just be um, the big guy to really uh, to really force it. He might be a little uh, a little more aggressive than you're used to seeing um, from a Patriots defensive standpoint, but at the same time, um, he, he's a guy that teams have to game plan for um, when uh, when you do it because he plays a lot of snaps um, and can definitely um, and can definitely just just get um, just just get in the game and make a big play. Sounds good. Uh, I'm in. You are in. <laughs> so uh, n- now we're at New Orleans. Uh, I think you and I both went defense here, just different routes. What do you got for me, Elijah? I got uh, New Orleans taking uh, Patrick Queen here. I feel like awesome. he's. I feel like he's a good. Uh, their defense seems to be kind of predicated usually like on speed and I feel like he's fast he's decent in coverage like he's really good side to side um he can he can tackle well he's kind of like to me he feels like he feels very similar to um his uh Devin White. Okay. But not quite as fast and not quite as like dynamic. But you know, he he can he's a good three down linebacker. He probably needs to work on getting his um instincts better. I mean he can get tied up with blockers. But yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential to fit in that New Orleans defense and, and do some things because uh, New Orleans doesn't need much on offense. Like they, yeah. they reset on offense, so that's why I went defense with this pick. And I feel like Queen at this point is a guy who is probably like one of the better players left on the board, or one of the most talented players left on the board at this point. Yeah, I, I agree, and you, you hit the nail on the head. They're a team that definitely relies on speed when it comes to their defense. Um, I had it going a little different here, and that's when I had to have him taking uh, Jeff Gladney, quarterback out of TCU. Um, again, he's a guy that has great speed, um, not quite the size or length that you want out of a corner like him, but um, he can definitely uh, definitely close in on any ball that you get. And if you need him to do a blitz, uh, he's definitely a guy that will make, uh, make that play um, as quick as possible. Um, other things that um, people say, you know, like his time speed might be better than his play speed, um, and sometimes he takes some uh, some awkward angles when it when it comes to to maybe making the right tackle. But but that aside, he, he's a guy that can make the play on the ball when you need him to. And uh, again, he's got some good speed uh, directionally for uh, to to make things uh, make things right on that corner for him. All right, moving on to. Minnesota's second pick. So here, you know, they could either go offensive line, like it's either got to be offensive line or um, cornerback, you know, depending on what they do. If their first pick in this round is a cornerback or offensive lineman, then they got to, you know, go wide. They probably have to go wide receiver with the second pick. But since I picked the receiver first, I'm going to go. Uh, cornerback here because I feel like I feel like they're going to be in the talks or a Trent Williams trade is going to be like worked up so I feel like 
that's how they're probably going to solve their offensive line issues by getting Trent, Trent Williams here. So I have them picking a guy that you had mentioned earlier in this spot. I have not picking Jalen Johnson hmm. at this spot, who you had going earlier. And I just – I like his game for us. Like, I, I like his physicality and his ball skills. Like, we we need a guy – we haven't Xavier, – Xavier Rhodes is a good coverage corner, but he, like, didn't have the greatest ball skills. And I feel like we need a, a cornerback with some ball skills. So, that's why I'm picking Jalen Johnson here. Yeah, I said we, you know, we, we want to get back to getting that pressure on the line. I went, um, I went with Jeter uh, Grossmatos out of uh, Penn State. Um, obviously, a guy that can get to the quarterback. I think he had like a 35 tackles for loss and 17 and a half sacks in two years. Um, so pretty, pretty, pretty much a guy that can definitely penetrate the line um, and put some pressure on the ball. Um, hopefully, force some either some mistakes or get the sack that uh, that obviously we can need to maybe to stop some of these. Um, you know these these second and third and shorts um, that teams tend to tend to pick up on us sometimes there. So um, I, like, I, I, I like him. Thinking, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I, I like him. I think I think he's good. Um, but I think um, you know he does uh, he does have some 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 average levels on things. But like but that but that aside like. I don't know. You, you give me a guy with with a with a strong strong burst and, and average everything else. I think that's still better than than uh, than average and inconsistent that, that that we've had for a while here. Yeah, and I was thinking I originally kind of thought about him at this pick, but as I thought about it more, like in the secondary, we lost Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Rhodes, which isn't that big of a loss because he's not as good as he used to be but it's still another it's still a body and we lost Trey Waynes so like we I feel like we need to draft a cornerback more than we need another like DN because I mean we did lose uh, Everson Griffin but we still have the deal Hunter and we've drafted a lot of D linemen over the years and we have some guys who are waiting in the wings so that's why I decided to go cornerback because it's just the need is real. You're not lying. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the need is real. Um, Miami, I think this is what their third pick of the first round uh, with uh, coming from Houston. Um, let's see, and, I, and oddly enough, I don't think we've seen many uh, many go this way. But I think uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna pop the running back cherry uh, on the uh, on the draft here with this one. Is that right? I am, yes. I'm going uh, DeAndre Swift here. Like, I feel like they addressed the quarterback because the quarterback, they got their tackle. Receivers deep, but I don't know how many are left at this point to take in the first round. I feel like Swift is, like, a better player than some of the receivers that would be left on the board after like uh, Jefferson and Mims go. So that's why I pick Smith um, or Swift. And I just, he's not like, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he can, he can run the ball. 
He comes from Georgia. He's just he's a good overall back in my in my opinion. And probably to me, I think he's better than Taylor. Just because Taylor's a Wisconsin running back and I hate Wisconsin Wisconsin running backs. It's funny because uh, my pick this round is Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin running back. Uh, <laughs> guys, guys, definitely a workhorse to, in 2017. Um, uh, but as a, as a freshman, 299 carries, 1,900 yards. Um, definitely put in some some big work there. Um, he can definitely uh, he's definitely got some just normal height weight that you expect for a for a back of his size. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a guy that can definitely put up big numbers when you want him to. I think during his, uh, his college career, it's something like 10-plus times of, uh, of doing 200-plus yards. Um, but uh, and, and he, uh, he usually likes to let plays develop, which is really kind of good. But that's kind of like a Big Ten thing when you're, when you're playing that smash, ball, smash mouth football sometimes. You, you see the play develop a little more um, than you do with some of these other, um, you know, the, more the just, option styles or the quick styles. You know what I mean? Or you at Wisconsin where the linemen just open up gaping holes for him all the time. <laughs> I, I, all right, all right. I, I guess we could go that route, too. The obvious is there. But uh, <laughs> but it doesn't change my pick, man. I got the kid from Wisconsin going, going to Miami. I, like, like, Taylor, he's – I the only running back I really thought that was going to be decent – from Wisconsin, it was is Melvin Gordon, of course, just because he like he's good and he's not like your typical bruising, plodding like slow like Wisconsin running back. Taylor is a home run threat. I just I feel like Swift has like more wiggle than he does, and you got a he's like. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily say bigger ceiling because, like, Taylor's athletic attributes are crazy. Like, he he's the fastest running back at the combine. Has a like he's just he's an athlete. I just I feel like Swift is quicker than he like is has a better burst like laterally. I feel like he has more wiggle in his running game. I feel like I feel like Taylor's a little stiff and he's more like straight line. I also feel like uh Swift understands like blocking, like blocking schemes and is better a slightly better blocker at this point than Taylor is. So I don't know, I just I I'm always been down on Wisconsin running backs, but that's okay. That's okay. Um Let's see. Uh, I think we're on like the last six picks here. Uh, six minutes to go. We'll, we'll try and uh, try and speed it to keep it so we don't have to go to the podcastable version for, uh, for folks. But if we go thing, over, it's all right. One more thing though, like if if Taylor goes to a team that kind of uses uses him in like like a like where he doesn't have to where he has a good line. If he has holes, he'll like he will cruise through them and he'll break bust off like huge runs. I just like, I don't know how well he would do going, going to a team where it was like a not so hot offensive line. So that's, that's yeah. I'm done now. So <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Uh, next up we got Seattle. Um, and uh, you and I both kind of looked at this different, different routes here. What, what do you got going here? 
I'm going uh, Xavier McKinney here for um, uh, safety out of Alabama, right? Safety out of Alabama. I feel like Seattle has some needs. Offensive line, obviously. Um, def- like secondary, I feel like. I just feel like they might want to get back to the Legion of Boom days. And I feel like McKinney's like a good safety for like for their too deep scheme. Like he's didn't run the best 40, but he's like he's really good with like high, he has a high football IQ. He um can cover. He's like good going for the like going after the ball and stuff. He can read the quarterback's eyes. And he's a good tackler. I just feel like he's a good all-around safety. And I feel like he would fit really well in Seattle's scheme. So that's why I'm picking him here. Okay. I went uh, – I did I did address that offensive line issue you were talking about. I gave him Josh Jones from Houston. Um, let's see. Uh, kind of a big um, – pretty big guy as far as it goes. Uh, Metrics-wise, 6'5", 319. Uh, definitely guards that blind side. So obviously could use a little help for, uh, for, for Russell Wilson. Um, who's still still very mobile as far as quarterbacks goes? Probably best value you've ever seen for for a guy his size, um, for the level of receivers that he's had his entire career. Um, but um, but you know this guy you know he has a big long frame. Um, he can definitely um, have some great bend. I know his senior year. I think he did have a little injury there. I think I think he missed like three or four games, um, but otherwise played them all um, junior year. And, um, and and made it happen. Um, he's got some good lateral movement, so that should be something that can definitely help if they want to do um, some of those bootlegs and runs that they do like to do with uh, with Russell Wilson. Um, but I think overall, I think that's the pick, um, making uh, making him a little stronger and maybe getting some little longevity out of uh, out of Russell and really extending some of those plays. Uh, next up, Tight. Baltimore. Baltimore, I got them taking. Uh... Zach, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Bond. Zach Bond. Bond. Zach Bond. Bond. Bond instead of Vaughn. That's right. Wild thing, Zachy Bond. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Baltimore always has good linebackers, and they usually always seem to get like good linebackers like in the draft, and. I like I like Bond. He's got good lateral movement. He's pretty explosive. Ran like a four six. Um, he can cover pretty well. Um, he's got he's got good hips. He's just he's a very fluid fluid linebacker, and he's a pretty good all around linebacker. So that's why I have them uh, taking him. Take that's why I have Baltimore taking him here. So I'm just trying to yeah, go. Well, we only have like minutes left, so. That's all right. Yeah, my, you know, I got Patrick Queen here. You've already broke him down pretty dang good. Uh, linebacker out of LSU. Um, I can't imagine him going um, this late, to be perfectly honest. But um, but I, I do think, uh, it, you know, just like you said, uh, Baltimore likes to get those defensive players, and they certainly don't have, um, you know, any, any shortage uh, of history in regards to, to what they do with the talent that they get. Um, I think this will be the spot they'll do, and they'll still make a, a pretty solid run because offensively we know they have the weapons. 
Um, if you're listening live, keep listening. Uh, just remember that uh, this will be uh, the extended overtime for the, the final uh, six picks because you want to know who the Kansas City uh, Chiefs are going to take to sure up their roster for a possible Super Bowl repaint. Uh, make sure you listen up. Uh, again, so we're at Baltimore going on to Tennessee, the Titans, my squad, whom I absolutely love. Who do you got going? I have them picking – I originally – had them going offense, but then I thought about it more and like the, I feel like they. I was gonna have them take a receiver, but I feel like with the style of offense they run, <laughs> they might not need the receiver might not be like as big a need for them in the first round as as most teams. So yeah. I had them going uh, AJ Terrell here. Okay. Cornerback out of Clemson. Clemson. And yeah, that one, and that one's. Uh, I think that's. I, I had him going way earlier than you, so I'm kind of curious. It, it, do you really think that Terrell could could fall this deep? He possibly could. You know. So. Yeah, I give him. Uh, I give him Ross Blacklock out of um, out of uh, uh, Texas Christian. Um, Sophomore year, co-Big 12 defensive uh, d- uh, defensive freshman after, uh, on his um, after his redshirt year, and then um, you know 27 tackles, six and a half for a loss, two sacks in 14 games. Um, he did have a, an, a, a, an Achilles injury um, that cost him an entire season, um, but uh, he still uh, still dropped uh, for a defensive tackle, kept underneath a five second mark on a 40, uh, dropping a four nine. Um, Let's see, but uh, but yeah, just a, a big guy that can get to the, get the uh, that can get to the uh, get to the the passer and and really put that pressure on. Um, I'm a big fan of. I, I really liked my Titans when they had you know Vanden Bosch and Hainsworth um, really shoring things up on that line. So like I would I would love them to get back to really really hitting and putting that pressure on. And obviously you know having a um, Having a defensive-minded coach now um, can really emphasize that, and usually, usually you see some good dividends. And honestly, they 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 played well defensively all year last year, especially considering um, some of the lackluster numbers, especially in that second half season that their offense put up. So, big ups to the defense, and I hope they 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 keep shoring it up with this pick. Uh, next up, we got uh, Green Bay Packers. Who you got? So, man, I feel like the Packers need some weapons like do you know do you remember the last time that they drafted like a wide receiver in the first round was Cobb I don't think Randall Cobb was in the first round was he oh like It was the second round. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, the last of the second round. Wow. Devontae Adams was also a second round pickup. Or no, he was like, I think Devontae Adams was like a, like a third or fourth maybe. But they like, they haven't picked a receiver in the first round for I don't know how long. And like, they're starting to get like, besides Devontae Adams, like they have Alan Lazard and that like hyphenated guy Valdez scants or whatever <laughs> like 
they don't have they don't have much, and then like they don't, Jimmy Graham's gone, so I think they're gonna go what they should go wide receiver here, and the guy that I would have them picking at this point would be uh, Brandon Ayuk. He's a receiver out of Arizona State. Mm. Like really, really explosive. Like really good after like after the catch. 40-inch vertical, and, like, I've seen some tape on him, and he's crazy explosive. Like, he plays faster than his four or five. So, I think he'd be I think he'd be good next to um, Adams. Plus, he can return punts and kicks, too. So, so that's, that's what yeah. I got going here. Um, you mentioned Jimmy Graham. Obviously, great tight end play there. Um, I do have him taking a tight end. I got him taking Cole Komet out of Notre Dame, even though I think he's pro- he might go a little earlier. Um, and um, he he's a two sport athlete. He could have played for the White Sox. He turned it down. Um, and uh, again, that long list of Notre Dame uh, uh, tight ends just gets longer with this pick here. You know, you got guys like Tyler Eifert. You got. Um, I mean, you know, even even uh, what on our team, we you know, in the Vikings, we got uh, you know crazy tight ends as far as uh, as far as it goes from yeah, yeah, you know. So I mean, there's just so I mean, they they continue that streak and sending it in, um, and uh, and keeping it going. Um, but uh, you know, Cole's uh, a speedy guy. He's got great great speed, great hands. Can definitely catch in uh, catch on the run. And uh, he's he's saying he wants to be the next Gronkowski. Well, Gronkowski, you know, as much as uh, people like to attribute him to being a tight end, he gets targets like a receiver, and uh, he can definitely uh, definitely make the make the plays happen. Um, so yeah, very 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 hopeful uh, to see him go higher. Um, but uh, but yeah, otherwise Green Bay would love to steal him at thirty if they can. Nice. So uh, thirty one. Oh, sorry. Thirty one. Yeah, go, I was going to say, go ahead. So for 31, San Francisco's on the clock. I have them uh, taking Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama, little brother of Stephon Diggs. And, you know, since I already addressed their receiver need early on, uh, early on, I feel like at this spot they probably should draft a D-back. And I think Diggs is is pretty good fit for them. He's – like he's very physical. He's got really good ball skills. You know, he's a little like a little stiff in the hips, and sometimes can get beat in coverage. But like he's a he's a pretty solid player at, and it's a good pick at thirty one. So that's who I got San Francisco going you, with. You you and I agreed and, and and hit it on the head as far as that goes uh, for for Trayvon Diggs going to San Francisco there, um, and uh, and and again I I went. Uh, I, despite that, despite going back-to-back quarterbacks on that one, I liked the. Um, I, I again, I like them to shore it up. I like them to, to, you know, I thought uh, offensively they're still pretty strong overall, and I think they just wanted to shore up that defense to to prevent the 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 thing from happening again. Um, I still like it. You're you're absolutely right. Trayvon Diggs. Uh, there's talk of him being uh, up to Minnesota there, but this this latest uh, this latest third of the the draft is where most people see him going. So. Um, should be interesting to see where uh, where brother O Steph D- uh, Steph Diggs lands. All right. 
Last one. You're uh, Super Bowl champs. Who do we got? Kansas, uh, Kansas City Chiefs taken. I got them taking uh, Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU. Like just another weapon. Chief. Why not just <laughs> add another fast weapon who can who can who can burn and who can also like be a kick returner and punt returner? Like, I mean, that offense is just predicated on speed and Reagan at this point is he's good and he's probably or Rager's good and he's probably going to be moving up people's draft boards like he like some people think the Vikings might target him as one of their like first two uh, first round picks so mm-hmm. I, I believe he was on like video recently running like a four a low four three. And he's got Oof. like he's super explosive. He's to me he kind of to me he's kind of like a, a Percy Harvin type of receiver. Okay. Like he's or like even like a Curtis Samuel. Like he's fast. But he's kind of like a forty two inch vertical. Can um, you run that route though? Is the question. He's not like he's not the greatest route runner. So like it's gonna be probably a lot of like swing passes out into the flat or like short like short routes or like screens and stuff but he's dynamic and he can run in a straight line and the Chiefs seem to like have a lot of guys who can just run who just run straight lines so like, yeah <laughs> they run the four deep every play huh they got the Madden playbook yeah so I feel I feel like he's I feel like he's a good fit there so that's why I have him going there Nice, I love it. I think it's I think it's a good I think it's a good pick for them. I got them showing up the showing up that O line a little more. Um, I'm picking up Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, center out of LSU. Obviously, uh, big boy can definitely um, use that power and um, and uh, and and make some, hold some good blocks. Um, dude's got huge hands, if I recall. Um, uh, and uh, he'll uh, it's like it's something like. You know, I always go. I always laugh when I hear like hand size, but like you know, he's got ten and three eighth inch hands. Like, like that's that that seems huge to me. Like I I don't know. I think mine are like seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like so, I, I just think, uh, you know, when you're gonna be uh, cradling that ball to start the play, you're gonna need the guy to do it. Um, he does stand up tall, keeps his head back, but his chin tucked, and he can definitely um, definitely uh, give some good pushback on these guys on the line. So I think. Um, he can definitely make it happen and, 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 and be a good um, good asset to the Chiefs going forward. Uh, that would conclude our draft. Uh, we didn't uh, really talk too much about possible trade um, occurrences that may or may not have happened during this, but um, but I, I definitely know there's definitely going to be some action. That you'd be obviously ridiculously surprised if there wasn't any. And um, But I, I do think uh, a lot of these positions will be addressed as um, – as we kind of uh, knocked them off the list there. Um, I'd be surprised um, as far as it goes to, to see anybody um, jump super high in from the second to the first round, but um, stranger things have happened. Uh, do you think Jared Hurt will go? Um, um, I think he'll probably go somewhere like fourth, fifth round. I definitely think he's going to be um, like 
someone a team is going to pick who's looking for like almost like a Taysom Hill type of guy where yeah. they kind of use him in the offense, not as a quarterback for like the first few I was first just going to ask about that. The first few years, like use him as like not as a quarterback in their like offense or like a gadgety type of quarterback in their offense for a few years, then kind of work with them and kind of groom him. And then maybe, maybe someday like he'll be, be the team starter. Like, I feel, I feel like, I feel like that's what's going to happen with Hertz. I feel like I said, I feel like he's going to be like a maybe third, fourth, fifth round pick. Cause I mean, the dude yeah. is an athlete and he definitely can, he definitely can help out teams in other ways. And, you know, who knows? He, I don't think he's much different. Like watching him play. I don't think he's much different as a passer than like Dak Prescott was when Dak Prescott was coming out. Like, I think he actually might even be a little bit of a better passer than Dak Prescott was in college. So mm. I mean, who knows, but I think he's going to be a developmental type of guy and he'll get drafted like third, fourth or fifth round. Do, um, is there anybody you see jumping up or, or <laughs> excuse me, should be on the lookout for? Um, I, the guy I had the Vikings taking Mims, I really, I really like. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, you know, there's there's nothing that really um, made me say ah, maybe we'll 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 take a flyer on this or that. I I think that really I do I do think the one to kind of look out for is uh, is Cole Komet out of uh, Notre Dame there. So. Um, but because it, it's not a crazy deep tight end draft, you know what I mean, and it seems to be uh, kind of a forgotten position when you when you look at some of the numbers as of recently. But I think I think he's he's one that'll that'll definitely make a make a good push for um, you know what what his goal is, and he is he said his goal is to be the next Gronk. So. I got a question for you. Hmm. Who, <laughs> there's, so there's a, a kid from from Minnesota, St. John's. He's like kind of starting to become on people's radars as like a priority free agent, late draft pick. Do you think Jackson Erdman gets drafted? Ooh, the local touch. I don't think I don't think he gets drafted. Okay. I think I think. He'll get some. I think he'll get some tryouts, um, and and I'd be almost um, I'd be almost shocked to see if he doesn't get a, a local tryout. Um, but um, but I, I I you know those those D three picks those are those are sketch man. You know what I mean? Garoppolo like, is a D three guy. Yeah, and that's but yeah, but how many how many guys have been? A lot of people Jack argue Garoppolo should put through. Last year, in 14 games, he threw for 5,000 yards and 47 touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Is he playing? Uh, is he playing uh, football like you play MLB The Show? Is he playing on easy? No, I mean, yeah, obviously the competition. <laughs> obviously the competition isn't as good, but I mean, 
I've watched some some highlights on him, and he's good. Like he's he's really good. Like he throws a really nice ball. Like he he and he's like six four. I mean, I, he I think he could have a shot. Honestly, I don't like right. I don't see him like being a star, but I think he has a shot to like to get some looks in the NFL at least. I mean, D three or not, like if you're throwing for five thousand yards and forty seven touchdowns, it's pretty good. All right, now now just because you you, you uh you, you're throwing that out here, I gotta look at um now I gotta look at Division three passing leaders because. That that is going to be um, uh, something that that really piques my interest. So pulling it up right now, Erdman was the man uh, with uh, 5,040 yards. Guy, uh, okay, okay, all right. And he went to St. John's. It was a predominantly right, like run, predominantly running school. Like St. John's, like all they used to do is run the ball. All right, so there's there's two guys. Two guys in the uh, in the Division Three. There's Brock Rudder out of North Central Illinois, 4,500 yards. And then you got Jason, Jay, or Jackson Erdman for 5,040 5, yards. Okay, there, there's still a 400-yard difference between those two. However, the next guy between those two, like, is a thousand yards off. <laughs> like, okay, 400 yards separates. Jackson Erdman and Brock Rutter. A thousand yards separates Michael Natkowski from Brock Rutter. That means it's fourteen hundred yards for. Jeez. Okay. I mean, maybe he gets a he gets a peak. He gets a peak. All right. I don't know if he gets drafted, but he definitely gets a peak. A guy that a guy that I'm actually friends with, who I used to play a lot of like touch football with. He um. He played in the Arena League, and he was like on NFL radars. He played division and I, he played, um, and I, and NAIA and like back then NAIA was like, just like a step below, um, D one. Yeah. And he played with, he played with the guy, with some receivers who actually got drafted in the NFL. Um, like one year in college, he threw for like, almost 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And he was, he was on NFL radars. Actually, he was cute. Like he, and scouting things, he was actually scouted higher than Gino Toretta in 92 coming out of the draft, but he just had unfortunate injuries. Like he had a lot of injuries. And then another funny story about him too, is he, um, he was on the Iowa barnstormers and he was competing he was competing for a starting position with Kurt Warner and he like broke his foot or injured something in camp. And then Kurt Warner won the job after that. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Oh man. What a, what a beat, man. What a beat down. Oh, you go from, you break your foot and the guy that was bagging groceries ends up, uh, ends up being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like if, like if Jeff was, Jeff's a good guy, and he was crazy good. Like, probably one of the best arms I think I've ever seen that didn't, like, play pro. Wow. There's a cool. video that he posted after his shoulder, after he had shoulder surgery. He was, like, working out with June Jones, and yep. he threw the ball 
in the air, like 70 yards in the air. Legit, legit. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's sick. I couldn't throw 70 using a, uh, using a Nerf Vortex. So, um, so, so shout outs to, shout outs to Jeff there. That's awesome. Um, anything else parting before the, uh, before the big day? No, I have nothing. I just want to see what happens, mainly see what the Vikings do. Yeah, it, it, it should be, a, I think it should be a fun draft. Again, with the depth of the wide receivers and stuff, I think we'll see a lot of names that we're going to get used to seeing for, for years to come um, coming up here. I mean, what if the Vikings, like, trade up or something? Like, who knows? Oh, yeah. No, it, it, I, I, I thoroughly believe that they, they'll, they will, uh, they'll make some moves. I thoroughly believe it. I also think the Patriots will make moves. And that's, that's the other thing that still scares me because God knows I like the Patriots still like, despite how depleted they were, they still made the playoffs last year. Belichick's going to find like he, that guy just, he plugs people in. It's crazy. Like they'll make the playoffs again this year and he'll like have a bunch of guys you never heard of that. He like drafted or found and found like, on, on the practice list. squad. Plug <laughs> <laughs> him in. Here you go. Oh, I got Malcolm Brown. I got another Malcolm Brown here for you. Yeah. Just obscene. Just obscene. So, yeah, uh, I got nothing that, else except for That's all right. Hopefully. Same here. Elijah, thank you for uh, coming on tonight. I know, um, like I said, we're going we're gonna to be talking the, uh, the Bulls documentary next week. We'll be talking the draft aftermath, the drafter math, if you will. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get that, uh, get that catchphrase, uh, maybe copyrighted or something. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna be a good, uh, a good show here, and, uh, and and expect to see some fireworks for it. Uh, that being said, for uh, for Elijah, I am Jordan. We appreciate you listening to our draft preview for 2020. Um, hit us up, deuces.